We're going to start this morning just with a prayer. So we just pray it. Father God, thank you for this peace. Thank you for this quietness. Thank you for this time when we can come away from noise and we can see you. Thank you, Father, for giving us this opportunity and this freedom to be able to do this. Thank you for thank you for so much. For so much we take granted. So Father, as we open our service, I'd like us to think about those that don't have that freedom. That cannot come away from reading noise. Stuff that gets in the way. Stuff that is life and death. We come into this place to worship you. Lord Jesus, we come into this place to worship you. And help us remember that's why we're here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Please join me as we sing. We come into this place and gather in his name to worship him. Creator of everything, and yet the one who cares about me, the one who cares about the people in this room, the one who cares about everybody in the world, you are awesome. And Father, I know that you've heard every word we've just said, and I know that you are close to every individual, no matter what their need is, no matter whether they've even recognised you. Providing we respond. Father, stay close to people who need you. And Father, keep reaching out to those people who have not recognised you yet. And for those who are struggling with you, Father, stay close to them. Father, we live in a very troubled and difficult world, and a world that can only have one solution. And that is our Lord Jesus Christ coming back. But until, until then, Father, we put all things 
in your hands and asking you to heal. Thank you. I'm going to take a reading, and that reading comes from 1 Peter chapter 1. Debbie's going to come and read that for us, but she's going to read from verse 3 onwards. So it's 1 Peter chapter 1, reading from verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you. When they spoke of things that have now been told you by those you have preached, those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit, sent from heaven. Even angels long to look on these things. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy, because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. For you know that it is not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty ways of life handed to you, handed to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, the Lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. 
Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. Be still. For the presence of the Lord, the Holy One, is here. Come, bow before Him now with reverence and fear. In Him, no sin is found. We stand on holy ground. Be still for the presence of the Lord, the Holy One, is here. We're going to sing this, and then we're going to go straight into Be Still and Now that I am God. Okay, so over the next few minutes, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a list of words, okay? And as I say the list of words, what I'd like you to do is engage. And what I'd like you to do, it's not going to be hard, just to be clear. What I'd like you to do is please, at the point in which you guess part of the theme I'm going to talk about, please put your right hand in the air. If anybody puts the left hand up, that's fine, okay? But please put your hand in the air. I'm going to say a list of words. And I'm going to see if you can guess what I'm thinking about. Rapping. Alex, but gift tags. Decorating. Cooking. Writing. Preparing. Planning. Cleaning. You haven't got it by now, you're done, that's it. Watching, listening, eating, swapping, giving, stuffing, shopping, taking, talking, meeting, sharing, digesting, Sleeping, visiting, hosting, singing, posting, thanking. Is there anybody that has not got the fact that I'm talking about Christmas? Okay, that's good. In which case, you need to do a slight readjustment. Yeah, I need some helpers. So I'm just going to get one out to start with. Nathan, come on. Can you come? Uh, actually, so we can do this because people need to see you. Uh, this will only work if you pull from one tag. I've been informed.
So for anybody listening on the podcast, what Nathan is doing is he's undoing a very large Christmas present. That needs to then slide off. And then what we've got is we've got a box, which is of reasonable proportions and a very large red bow, which is now gone. Do you want to see what's inside? Can you tell everybody what you see? Uh, another box. Another box. <laughs> Thank you. Next. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everybody thought Neil was up there. Who's coming next? Oh, come on. Otherwise, I'll pick on somebody. John. <laughs> Another box. Any of them. few weeks 
isn't Christian celebration generally. It's something people do at this time of year. <coughs> and can I be really clear? I am not advocating we don't celebrate Christmas. What I am advocating <coughs> is we make this person larger and bigger and more significant. We should be making Jesus tiny. So what is this morning about? I think it's fair to say I've been a member of many different churches, ecclesias over the years. None of them quite like this one. This one's a little bit different. And again, for anybody listening on the podcast, at this moment in time, the red wine is covered. And it's covered by an image. And the image is one we've used over the years, which is a bursting church full of people, full of people, all full of excitement, full of enjoyment, full of life, full of passion, full of drive, full of church. The church that we're part of here at Old Trafford has something going on nearly every day. These doors are open, and that's exactly how church should be. And when you sit in your seat this morning, and you think about why you've come to church this morning, is it like the image that's in front of us? A big bursting church? A big bursting church full of African people? What is it? What is this church we've come to be part of? Because we've got lots going on. So, I'm going to talk about our church for a few minutes. I'm going to use a few words. And just like the other list about Christmas, they're all doing words. Okay? So, this is what we do in this church. And if I've missed them, fill them in afterwards by all means. Greeting, meeting, reading, repairing, paying, leading, cooking, singing, playing, hedge cutting. Eating, drinking, planning, studying, cleaning, flower preparing, building, loving, footballing, table laying, newsletter writing, committee meeting in, caring, decorating, visiting, travelling, giving, taking, sharing. There's lots of people in this room today and we are here today coming together. There's lots of in. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of business. And if we're not careful, lots of noise. <coughs> Have you ever come to church on a Sunday morning and you thought about who are the people I need to speak to today about the tasks that I need to complete over the next two weeks? If anybody has done that, please can you put your hand in the air? Yeah, that's a reasonable. Yeah. Yeah? Have you come to church and actually the thing you're thinking about is the next task, the next thing you're involved in? We think about the doing, we think about the job. And what I'd say to you, or what I'd ask you is, at times, we're making Jesus tiny. 
just like Christmas. You might be very busy in church, but if noise is all you hear, if you're just busy, you're in trouble. See, we come together today to remember a very, very simple truth. Because of God's love for us, Jesus died so that we might be saved. Actually, we might be saved from all the noise. We might be saved from all the stuff that gets in the way and start to enjoy peace. Do you feel when you come into church, do you feel when you're involved in all the things you're involved in, you experience peace? Our salvation is our restoration. Our salvation is absolutely bringing us back to God, bringing us back to contentment, bringing us back to belonging, bringing us to safety and hope and trust and more than anything else, Jesus. Peace. So this morning we're going to use the little bit of time we've got to refocus on what matters. Is benefit. I'm going to title this Reducing the Noise. <coughs> I'm not saying that the things we do in church, the roles we play, the tasks we carry out are not important. I'm not saying that things we do shouldn't be done because we wouldn't exist, we wouldn't grow, <coughs> we wouldn't develop. But what I am saying is the things we do and the roles we play are not and should not be the reason we're here. <coughs> because if we're doing and planning and speaking and working, that's the same noise as Christmas. It's the same noise as <coughs> It's the same noise as family. It's the same noise as your household. Because our life in God, our relationship with Jesus, should be so much more simple. And what I'm asking us to do this morning is to see past all the noise and focus on Jesus. So, again, anybody listening, the image in front of the breaking bread has now been removed and the bread and wine are visible for all to see. <coughs> this morning is, a, is about remembering what things are for. About remembering who life is about. About remembering who we belong to. About remembering who we are. About remembering why we are here. We sung in the first song, so forget about yourself. Concentrate on him and worship him. Forget about yourself. Concentrate on him and worship him. Worship Christ.
This morning, in this bustling arc of noise, <coughs> hopefully, you find peace and quiet, and you find a place to connect. What we're going to do over the next few minutes is find some time to think, find some time to worship, find some time for individual prayer, and then Father, all we're going to do is offer that up to you. And Lord Jesus, we will remember you for who you are. As it said in 1 Peter, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. It's kept in heaven for you, who through faith were shielded by God's power. As a result, we greatly rejoice. And all this has come so that the proven genuineness of our faith may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus is revealed. We've not seen him, but we love him. And even though we don't see him now, we believe in him. And we're filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Because today, we are receiving the end result of our faith. The salvation of our souls. This time, this morning, this life that we live is about him. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's about our relationship with him. It's not about somebody we make tiny. It's about somebody we make big. And it's about somebody we depend on. And it's about somebody we rely on. If we're doing anything, that doesn't bring us nearer to Jesus. If we're doing anything that doesn't strengthen our relationship, we just need to stop. And we need to think. And we need to take the time to read our hearts. Colossians says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. 1 Peter 3 says, Whoever would love life and see good days must Seek peace and pursue it. Philippians 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I suppose the question I need to ask you, and more than anything else, the question I need to ask me is, do you get it? It's about Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. Do you, in your <coughs> life, give yourself the time and the space to remember it's about Jesus. It's not about me. 
It's not about you, it's about him. How do we get to the stage where whatever noise is getting in our way, we remove it and we focus and we see Jesus clearly. So, let's focus on why you've come here this morning. So, however many people in the room, I think if I asked you, which I'm not going to, I'd get a number of different answers. And so the question is a general one. What calls you to church? What calls you to this table? What calls you to meet with Jesus this morning? As I stand here in front of the bread and wine, and you look at it from wherever you're sat in the room, just remember that the Lord Jesus Christ is shouting out to you. He's shouting out to you because he was the greatest man who ever walked this earth. He was the healer. He was the preacher. He was the leader. He was the friend. He was the man who died on the cross for you and for me. No, not just a man, but the Son of God who died on the cross for you and for me. He rose from the dead. Jesus is the Saviour. Jesus is the logical choice. Jesus is the person you can talk to. Jesus is the person who's been through every struggle, every difficulty, every challenge that you go through. And he has come through the other side. Jesus is the one to follow. Jesus is the one to live for. Jesus is the one to be close to. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the future King. Jesus is the reason why you've chosen to be part of this. Jesus is the reason why you've chosen to be part of this bustling church. Jesus is the reason why you've chosen to be a part of his body. Jesus, and only Jesus, ignites your passion. Jesus drives us forward. We know he loves us. We know he cares deeply about what happens to us. And we know he is on our side. We know he fights our battles for us. He fights our battles with us. We know he comes alongside us. And we know that he and his Father God are making their home in us. He is Jesus. And he is here, shouting to you above the noise and above the clamour and reaching out and asking you to relate to him.
He connects us to God. He chose to live a perfect life so that the words could be fulfilled that whoever believes in him <coughs> should not die but have everlasting life. As we strip away all the noise, all the stuff that gets in the way, these are just simple emblems, but they represent so much. They remind us about Jesus. And as I look around the room, how many times have we as individuals sat in front of these emblems and taken these emblems? And each time Jesus is reaching out to us through them and saying, Don't forget me. All I want to do over the next few minutes is to give us some time to reflect. This is your time to touch base with your Saviour. We're going to take the noise out and we're just going to have a few moments of silence. So please, if you can, shut the noise out of whatever's going on in your mind otherwise and concentrate on this. Concentrate on Jesus and concentrate on our Father who loves us so much that he allowed Jesus to die for us. It's about you and Jesus. Tiny Jesus, our living Lord, it's your call. You make the choice. You choose to follow. As we now remember in bread and wine, let's think about Tiny Jesus, living Lord. Father of love and grace, we thank you for our Lord Jesus and all that he has done. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for bringing us to our Father, that we might be children of the living God. And before us we see a simple emblem, bread, food, the staff of life. And as we look at it, we pray that we might do some perceiving to realise that we see you, Lord, in this bread. A life of devotion, affection, of sacrifice, willing sacrifice. Thank you for all that has been done here. And please bless us as we share in this. May as we eat this bread, <coughs> part of you be in us. 
and live in us and strengthen us and help us so that we can do some magnifying of you and your name. We thank you for this token of bread. A body of which we, by your grace, can be a part. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God of love, <clears throat> Father, Abba, Daddy, thank you for this reminder, for this morning as a reminder and for this cup of wine that reminds us that the night is nearly over. to remember to let you inhabit us to let you fill us remind us that it's you and your spirit and your mind and that of our father that inhabits these meat suits that we walk around in and therefore since surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us live so that when you, when you shine from us, people see you. Lord, help us to live resurrection lives so that when we are cut, we bleed Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen. For you, Jesus, there is no greater thing. You're my all, you're the best. You're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord. All I want to have. When the music fades, <coughs> not the strips of love. We simply can't. Longing just to bring something that's worth, that'll bless your heart. We'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within and through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. So you, Jesus. Help us, Father. Help us to remember that last line. 
It's all about you, Jesus. Help us, Lord Jesus. Help us, Father God, to reduce the noise. Help us to see past it all. And see and listen to and learn from and grow as a result of knowing you, Jesus. Help us make you big. Help us let you fill our lives. Help us let you fill our hearts. Help us let you take over us. Help us get to the stage where people don't see us.